Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to another Solution Sunday because the soul, the greater part of ourselves is the solution. And let me get the reverberation back. All right, there we go. <laughs> so happy Sunday, everyone. I am here with my, my new good friend, Tom Aris. Tom and I met on my recent trip to LA when I was uh, helping, well, going on a little adventure with Keith Leon, who was the director, producer, creator of The Inside Effects, How the Body Heals Itself, documentary coming out in pretty soon, at the end of June in 2023, as we record this. <laughs> Just a little shameless plug for the movie there. Uh, and so Tom and I met you met his mom last week, Heike, and this week you're going to meet Tom. Tom was in L.A. doing a Byron Katie workshop. We're going to learn a little bit more about that, and we're going to learn about what Tom's really passionate about, and that is helping coaches market themselves. And because I don't have a huge audience of people who are needing to market themselves. We're going to talk about marketing from a completely different perspective today. So it's going to be super fun. Tom, welcome. Thank you. And and hello, hello. It's Stairs in the family. I'm here now this week after. <laughs> 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 and and because I just had that shiver going on my back when you said the word marketing, I want to take that right off the bat because I don't believe in marketing and I don't believe that something like marketing exists in our world. And I work a lot with coaches and I've some people tell me that I'm a coach myself. I'm going to find out because I run this coaching program called Honest Marketing. And so what I've learned over the years and because I was working in marketing and doing several different things, working in agencies, working as an agency myself and doing a lot of the operative work. I just felt that marketing in this traditional sense of advertising where you yell at everybody, I'm the best, I'm the best, that doesn't work for us because it's so, uh, it's just inauthentic and I didn't like it and it, it didn't feel true to me. And so this thing came to me when I was on the edge of cutting marketing out of my life because I felt like, no, that's that's not me. And then I thought, okay, there is some way of doing it authentically coming to me. And so that's why Honest Marketing was born. And so I, I'd like to, to cut the word marketing out of, the, out of our lives because what works for us is attraction and 
and I, I honestly believe that it works without the the pushy, sleazy sales techniques trying to force some message into your throat. And it's it's just more authentic this way. If we sing, I think you you wrote it very beautifully. You sing your soul song. So yeah, that's exactly. me. <laughs> right, awesome. You know, when we were kind of talking about this, I was really. I took a little bit of time to just sit with this idea about, you know, I just asked myself, like, you know, really, what is marketing? And I noticed right away that, you know, it's really about, you know, kind of traditionally about buying and selling. And suddenly I realized that we are all buying and selling stories and ideas all the time, whether we're conscious of it or not. You know, I was, I specifically, I was thinking about my experience with cancer and I had bought into that story. So then all of a sudden there I was selling that story. I was telling myself that story because I had already bought the idea that that's what this is. That's what's happening. That's what I'm doing right now. And all of a sudden, when I stopped at that moment and said, wait a minute, that's not the story I'm going to tell. You know, I completely reframed that and, you know, I was able to change the story. But I realized that we're being marketed these ideas all the time. And any idea that we buy into is something that we then embody and we start telling that story because we're really kind of selling ourselves on that story. So I love that you're talking about authentic marketing because truly the authentic self is the soul. And there's nothing wrong with the soul. And we can tell all kinds of stories and we think that we have to tell certain stories because that's what we've been sold on. But when we actually look inside, there is a whole universe filled with way more interesting and fun stories that we could tell. Yeah, that's that's true. And and while I'm not um, deeply into, um, you know, the the medical side of things, like I would not give coaching on um, self-healing as of the body, um, I, but I can relate to a lot of things as in we are creating our own stories that we believe about ourselves being not able to fulfill expectations of ourselves and others. And and so what you say about buying and selling, I, I can find a lot of truth in it. And it's whenever whenever you go out and talk to someone or talk to yourself, there is a certain story that you believe about yourself. And it, it may better be a good one because if you tell yourself a bad story about yourself, well, you're going to suffer. So the same thing that goes for, for health also goes for you know, your, the story that you tell yourself about your self-worth, which makes a huge difference in the way that you sell yourself and you convey your message. Because if the underlying belief and your general feeling in life and in your career is that 
you're a bad coach or even worse, you're not good enough or you're not worth the money, your outside world is going to reflect that right back to you. It's the world also in marketing and also in, in everything that I've saw so far is a direct response to what you think and what you believe. So it's, it's exactly giving that right back to you. And over the years while I'm doing this, I'm still pretty young, but I started much younger. I, I dropped out of school when I was 16 years old. And so in those couple of years so far that I'm doing marketing and that I um, yeah, just went out on the streets to learn, <laughs> you know, I um, just discovered that one of the most powerful things to learn uh, in your life and in your career is to be able to change the story that you tell yourself about yourself. Exactly. And that's not something that they teach us in school. So kudos to you for going out into the world to actually learn. Because yeah, this is some, it's funny because I was actually thinking about this last night, just simply noticing the difference between learning and being educated by others. Yeah. You know, the stuff that we are educated with makes us separate from each other divides us and conquers you know the good students from the bad students and oh you're never going to succeed and you know oh you're going to college so you're going to be amazing you know like all of these ideas that we are sold by the system that really have nothing to do with who we truly are or how we can create beautiful amazing lives for ourselves Oh, I, it's, and, and I feel so much compassion with teachers um, today compared to my school experience when I was a rebel and I fought against everything that came my way. <laughs> so, well, just for the, <laughs> for the possibility of some of my teachers maybe watching this, uh, I have forgiven everyone and I, I'm, I'm humbled now. Okay. So <laughs> it's because... <laughs> Uh, what you say is we're not taught this at school and and I have compassion with that because how could they teach us that how could anyone teach us that if they're if they're not getting it themselves and it's it's just responsibility that you take for that and, and and don't make others responsible for that not even your teachers not your parents it's like there's one thing I learned is that everybody else is enlightened just not me <laughs> That, that that puts me into the into the highest responsibility i would say and if you believe and if you're taught that if you go to college then you will be doing well then i would question that if if you think that you need to make a lot of money to be happy i would also question that i made a lot of money and i, I made no money and it's well it's always duality there are benefits and there are there are risks of being super wealthy and there are benefits and there are risks of being super poor it's for me it's just the question are you doing what you love and finding out that it, it helps you well you can at this point you can just skip the money part it's everything that you're using everything on the material side of things that you're using to be happy it's just something it's just an addiction. It's something that you put in between to 
look besides the thing, look, you know, look past the thing that really makes you happy. I have a story in mind right now, but I'll, I'll shut up and <laughs> go for it. No, tell it. <laughs> okay. So do you know about the story of the, the fisherman on the pier? I don't know. Tell us. So there is a fisherman on the pier and you can imagine like a pier with water and there is a, a big lake and it's sunset. And so the fisherman sits on the end of the lake and he has a fishing rod and he's fishing centered, grounded. He has his peace, right? It just feel peaceful. And then there are footsteps and somebody taps on his back. It's an entrepreneur. And he tells him, hey, what are you doing? So the fisherman says, hey, just fishing. Oh, you got some good fish over there. You know what you could do? What? You could hire someone to help you fish more of those, and then you could sell even more. And then, well, then you could buy a boat and drive out and fish even more. Okay. Now what's next? Well, you could hire more people and become the most influential fisherman in the entire country. And what would that mean to me? What benefit would that have to me? The fisherman says, and the entrepreneur goes, yeah, well, then you would have enough time to, you would be financially free. You would have enough time to do just whatever you want. And so I just can't do anything else but finish that story with a big smile because the fisherman The only thing that he loves is to sit in the end of this pier and just fish in the sunset and enjoy this moment. And there is nothing that is that he lacks. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it like that. <laughs> exactly. I love that story. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of, you know, there's so many times when we think think we want so it when we think we don't have what we want because we're so trained by society to look to other people to compare ourselves and we think that you know that other people have more or know more or are doing better or that we need to be more or be better and instead of really just being in the moment noticing what we already have And a lot of times when we actually sit and take stock of where we are, we start to notice, I have what I want. Like, I have things. Yes, I can still dream, absolutely. But I actually have already created the things that I want. I love that. And it's, the ego just loves to compare all the time. And There is this book. I, I'm sure a lot of people watching this know it. It's The Course in Miracles. I have it in German here. Um, and there is, when you read that book for the first time, it is, you're in resistance with a lot of things. You're reading this. You're just like, there's no way this can be true. I can't believe that. I go back to my old life. And then you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then suddenly you somehow learn it. And there is some module in that book that tells you that, Your personal wishes make you sick or they make you 
Oh, okay. Now I'm lacking a word. What is the opposite of happy? Unhappy. Okay, I solved that. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it tells you your personal wishes, they make you unhappy. And here is why. When you sit in that situation that you are right now, you're watching this live stream, you're watching this video, the replay, and you're thinking that you should be somewhere else in a bigger home, uh, in a better city, in a better neighborhood, you should have better friends, your childhood shouldn't have looked like this. And without stepping on anyone's feet right now, I just... Um, I just want to want to hold that image for you right now, because the second that you think that your brain puts up an image to compare, to compare your current situation with. So you have something that looks better and your belief is I should be there, not here. And mm -hmm. the reality of it is that you are here. So and and even if that situation might look beautiful and might be a beautiful dream it is worth asking the question does that bring stress or peace into my life because in the end there was this there there's this moment i believe in everyone's lives where they realize at the certain point they wake up to the reality that in this moment right now if they just stare out of the window and with their mouth open, looking like a little bit idiotic and, and weird, but that's that's just the state of it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you need nothing else but what you have. You have everything you need, and and how could you, even if you don't, even if you lose your home, you lose your job, you lose all the money you have, you lose all your friends, your family, you're all alone. You're sitting there. I don't wish that to anyone right now at the moment, but if that happens to you and you're all alone, you can still be content just by being in this moment because without a comparison, it's just what is. Exactly. Can we be okay right here, right now? When we sit and we take a beautiful breath and we just notice, am I okay right now in this moment am i okay and the answer is always yes <laughs> like <laughs> it's pretty amazing but we have been sold the idea that we need more that we need to do better that we need to have more things in order to be happy that we need the big house, the car, the boat, the plane, whatever it is in order to be happy. And none of that is true. <laughs> so we have been marketed to as humanity and most of humanity has, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years, we've all pretty much bought into the same scenario is that we have to do this and this and this because those are the rules even though it doesn't feel good to do whatever this this and this is well you know we don't have any choice we have to do these things because it's required well actually no <laughs> we're grand creator beings we can create anything we can create completely different scenarios for ourselves and, you know, it's up to us to start 
remarketing, repackaging this whole story of humanity and what it what it is to be alive on planet Earth. And we have to start telling ourselves a better story and start to wake up to the capacity that we have to create anything we desire. And when we really start tuning in and we start listening to our own soul song, the wisdom that comes from inside, and we start following the inner guidance, we're always guided to exactly what we need, when we need it, and all kinds of amazing synchronicities happen. Then life just pours to us and through us, and it becomes a completely beautiful, grand adventure, rather than this whole idea of, I have to do the, have, there was a commercial in the United States a long time, it was, Time to make the donuts. You know, the guy getting up at 3 a.m. Gotta make the donuts. <laughs> it's like, no, we actually don't. We can we can sit on the end of the pier and we can fish and we can be very content. <laughs> so what I like to do now is because that is, to me, it feels beautiful. And I remember times, now it feels beautiful, but I remember times when I didn't, just would not fit in my head and it's like I, I like to ground this a little bit if we're okay with that um absolutely because there is this thing well yeah now I'm watching this and I'm like okay I can just sit down at the end of the pier and fish for the rest of my life okay Lisa is saying this um okay let me sit down and then what and then fear kicks in It's like, God, give me patience, but right now. <laughs> so, um, so how can we implement that into our lives when we're at a point where we can't just trust like this? Yeah, it takes a little bit of, takes a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know what the, the right word is, but really, I mean, really just a choice to it, it's been my experience that you know when i was living in the fear and the doubt and the worry and the stress and the not enough and the lack because i was way down that rabbit hole for a long time which then you know triggered my body to go tell me hey You know, you're going to keep going down the hole and we're going to be gone or you can dig your way back out. And, you know, I really made a choice that, you know, I, I started to realize, you know, I had been on my spiritual journey for long enough to realize that, you know, we are we are souls and we're given everything we need. And it's all of this programming that we've received that has caused us to be in this state of fear. Because really, when we're in the universe and being supported by God, source, universe itself, ask and it is given, that's universal law. And so we have to be able to start learning how to ask and how to recognize that we are asking in every moment. And if we're in the fear, 
We're simply asking for the stuff that we don't want. And when we start to realize, you know, this was the biggest thing for me was I started to realize that fear is an energy. Like, and as an energy, it means that my body is feeling this energy that's present right here. And if I start to notice this energy, I can literally change the energy and I can clear the energy out of my energy field. And once I understood that, I stopped looking at the scenarios that made me afraid because the fear, the energy was generating the scenario. And we're just taught to look at the scenarios. If it's not physical, it's not real. You know, don't pay any attention to the unseen stuff. Don't look at the energy. You know, it's because you can't see energy. So once I understood that fear is an energy, it's a frequency. And I can move my attention to a different frequency and I can clear out the other frequency from my energy field. So I got busy and I started clearing out fear and guilt and anxiety and those energies from my energy field. And I started to raise my vibration. And now I don't experience any of those anymore, or I'll experience it for a moment and then realize, oh, nope, that's not true. And look at what's actually true. And what's actually true is I can focus in the direction that I want to go, how I want to feel, and I can draw those energies forth and I can allow those energies to project out and create my reality rather than creating from fear and doubt and guilt and all of those things that I was using (laughs) to generate my reality. Oh, thank you for that. I, there's two things that I want to share. And the first thing is the pyramid of the pyramid of states of minds. And the second one is a powerful method that you probably, you heard the last podcast with my mom, you already know it, but I want to just give two, two impulses on that. So the first thing, and I, I remember times where I know it, everybody with this pyramid of, <laughs> of states of minds and emotions, but you talking about clearing energies out of your field It's the thing that seemed abstract to me for a long time until I realized how it really works. Because if you're in, so let's just picture, let's just picture a a streetlight. So there's red, there's yellow, and there's green. And on green, you have, let's say, enlightenment, love, peace, balance, And then on the yellow side, you have hate, you have resentment, you have guilt, you have shame, all of those feelings. So there is a, there is a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. And when you are in fear, you can't be in peace. There is no way for you to, and and that's energies. Again, that is basically that's frequencies. And when you are on, when you are on anger or on, on, on shame, you can't be you can't be in peace. Those two things are not possible at the same time, physically, energetically, it doesn't work. Um, so it, it seems easy to just make the decision, okay, from today, I'm just going to be in peace forever. And, and it's going to be okay. 
right? And then you take a big walk and you go the, the, the Jacob's way. I don't know if that's the English name, but you, right, you, you hike and you do a lot of things and then you come back to your family and they hit your trigger points and you're so enlightened and then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> come back to your reality. Like, oh no, my reality didn't change fast enough. No, I'm still yeah. in it. <laughs> oh, the world around me hasn't changed just for me isolating from it, right? <laughs> and so the funny part is there was a day where I looked at this thing. Um, it was without a motive, without expectation. I just I had it printed out on the hanging on the wall, this the spectrum of emotions. And I looked at it and I suddenly came to this realization in order to jump from fear to peace you have to accept that fear is there and that was the second that's the second you realize that you are not the doer you are not the one that brings up all those emotions that brings up those thoughts it just happens to you and the question is do you want to attach to it do you want to attach to it in a way of resistance where you say, I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't feel this. I shouldn't feel that. I shouldn't be in this situation. I should be in peace. I should be this and that, 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 that. But, or, or do you take the approach of welcoming it and, and, and say, Hey, Oh, there's, there's fear. There's anger. Oh, I I'm I'm so in resistance with my children, with my wife, with my girlfriend, with my client, like, and, and, and that's never the reason. That's just what you feel. And when you are in the state of, of resistance or anger or, or fear, you are struggling. But by stopping at the attachment, stopping to hold onto it in form of resistance and accepting it, it's like having it, like in a guest house and you say it's okay to be in fear all of the fear that i fear that i feel right now it's allow it to be there and it can stay forever and it, it that's the second it doesn't hold you back anymore and ironically enough that's the second that you jump from red to green yeah yeah so so that's the the theoretical way that that that's the way that I described it to myself. And this image works for me. I have no idea if it works for you or for everyone who's listening right now, but I just wanted to share that. Maybe it helps. I love that. You know, one of the, one of the biggest things that work has worked for me is to recognize that I am more than just this physical body. I am more than physical. I am the soul. I am a non-physical being. And I, as, as the soul, I am one with all that is, and there's just well-being, <laughs> like we are created as well-beings, the soul, there's nothing wrong with us at the soul level, and we exist in all these different dimensions that, you know, the soul is, is eternal, and there's nothing wrong with the soul and fully connected to source, all the goodness, all the well-being that we could possibly ever need. And I realized that, oh, wait a minute, I have 
brought my focus down into this human body and I'm only looking at part of the story. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing the big universal picture and I expand my awareness out and I start to tap into my inner light, that soul, and start to focus on what is it that I that I want, what state of being would I wish to experience right now? And when we get quiet and we tune in, my hack is that I start turning on my light. I start noticing that I am a being of light. And that light is eternal, just like a star. And when I notice my light, that light is constantly beaming outward. And there is no end to it. It's just perpetual always. And that I can notice peace or ease or joy in that light. And I start to notice there are two realities. One reality is that I am infinite light and that there's nothing wrong ever. And there's also the reality that I'm on this planet and there's a bunch of shenanigans going on here that are hard to avoid sometimes. And if I realize I have two sets of eyes that I can look through, and if I look through the eyes of my soul, I see a completely different picture than the fear, because the fear is always that false evidence appearing real. Mm. Oh, I like that acronym. I heard that the first time from from one of my mentors, Errol Gerson, and um, yeah, the, another one of it is uh, face everything and rise. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Um, it's like when we look at like we're these grand beings of light, and this earth is filled with light, but you know the darkness has kind of crept in and really taken hold here there's you know a lot of darkness on this planet but it has no power unless we give it power you know if we give away our power to our fears to our guilt to our worries to the i have to do this because somebody says so we just give our power away and it dims our light and that life force energy stops flowing through and we start creating from these from our fears from our doubts from our worries and then we we create those things we just go oh see it's true because i just created it <laughs> But we also can create from our, our love, our joy, our, our excitement, our enthusiasm. And then we get a completely different reality. Yeah. And the reality is that you can't not create. You're always creating. You're always teaching. And you learn what you teach. And it's, and it's okay to teach darkness. It's okay to teach light. It's okay to teach everything. Because there is only so much darkness in, your, in the world so there's only so much as you as you are able to see or if you still want to see it because there's there's nothing that that can be threatened in reality and and so yeah whenever we're in fear we'll look through everything we look at everything we see through the fear glasses 
right? Exactly. And we we can look through the love glasses or we can look through the success glasses or through whatever glasses like you get what you send you what you put out is what you attract um that well could bring us back to marketing too but it's (laughs) it works with people it works with clients and it works with emotions and states it works with whatever we set out there we get it back and that's um a lot of responsibility and 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 a lot of fun <laughs> a lot a lot of fun exactly you know and like this really does come back to being tr- really authentic and true to ourselves when we start to recognize that we are these grand beings of light like that that's what is that's what and who we are and We are each created. I always talk about this with my clients that, um, you know, it said that there are no two snowflakes that are alike. And I say there are no two souls that are alike. We are divine beings of crystalline light. And just like snowflakes, we each are created to be completely unique. And we each have our own unique perspectives. And we're here to live out those perspectives and it's okay to be different than other people and it's okay to follow our own inner guidance but we're so taught from childhood to not listen to our inner guidance you know it's like no I don't want to drink that milk drink that milk or else you're (laughs) there's going to be consequences like I, it, I don't want, it doesn't taste good. It doesn't feel good in my body. Like drink that. And we are just simply taught that, oh, all right. I have to do what I'm told, even though my body is telling me, no, this isn't right for you where that gets overridden. So then we end up living these lives of I have to do this thing, even though I'm just going to ignore my inner guidance and just go with what my mind tells me because I don't want to face the consequences. But the consequences are actually what happens when we don't follow that inner guidance. (laughs) Oh, I like that definition of consequence. I don't know how long do you typically go with this podcast. Um, I have a lot to share, but... (laughs) yeah till the top of the hour (laughs) okay good so when I went to school I somehow I didn't feel the urge to to obey at a certain point because it seemed kind of pointless at a and and that's and that's me that's my image of it and and I see how other people are living the life at school it was just not me um and so I was I was this questioning kid always and and that's the earlier I promised a a second thing and now here's the second thing okay so if you look at everything you experience in your life and you question it you get back to the truth that your soul is really aligned with and the interesting thing is that that's mostly where fear is created because we think oh I can't do this so my heart would tell me that but that's not possible for me because I need to do this and that. I have this and that to fulfill. I have this expectation. And and that 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 can't be me. No, that's not possible. 
how is that possible for anyone no i don't believe that so we're just going back to what the thing is that we are in uh the system that we've been taught with and it can work because it's like it, you, you can you can spend a lifetime without questioning a single thing that happens to you and i'm sure that that is a beautiful life it, it was not mine but what i discovered during questioning things is that the consequences that we are well i felt threatened when i had consequences at first and then when i just thought about it and reflected on it you could ask is that consequence really impacting my life in the way that i'm scared of it will do it because and and that's the and that's usually the boundary of our thinking because when there is if you quit if you quit working this and that will happen you will you will and let's say you'll end up on the streets so far that's just a statement but if you believe it you're already in it then you you sit in the six bedroom apartment and you think about it and you're on the street so whatever you whatever you believe is what is your reality it's not that you physically see the street but it's you have the same you experience it in the same way so it's a lot about the how how do you experience your life do you experience your life through the through the hell or through the heaven glass and 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 so the that's the that's the tool here's a tool that can help you get in touch with what the real consequence is so whenever you believe when i do the thing that i want to do i can't do it because then this will happen so that's a consequence so you would note down note down the consequence and then you go one step deeper and that means so for example if i quit my job i will i will not make any money and end up on the street and that would mean and so there is a lot of different interesting things interesting beliefs about the streets interesting beliefs about the people on the streets about living on the street so it's it's super interesting what comes out and it for me it was that i will never be happy again i will freeze i will be disgusting i will be lost forever and i will be forgotten and nobody will like well nobody will ever like me and people will hate me and and disrespect me so i you see how much access i still have to this it like i don't even have to think about it it's just it's just software <laughs> and right and so actually going there which i did it showed me that what i was in fear of was actually a very human and, and, and pleasant experience and i had a lot of choices suddenly it it felt it felt free and that doesn't mean that my goal now is to be on the street it's just that i for example don't run my business anymore out of the fear to not live on the street <laughs> so it's always about the <laughs> motives so think of the consequence if i follow my soul i can't do it because then this will happen note it down and question it ask what is and, and that means what does it mean to have this consequence for you and you can question each and everything that 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 comes out of that and your reality will change so that's just my experience and i wanted to share that 
Exactly. I love that. You know, when we face our fears, this is fear because fear is always the illusion. It's like when we face the fear, we step through the illusion and the illusion goes away. It has no power over us. It only has the power that we give to it. So as long as we're allowing that fear to drain our energy, we're just simply giving our power over to the fear. But when we, when we face the fear, when we simply stop and we start to ask some questions, you know, what's this about? What else is possible? You know, how do I follow my soul song? You know, whatever it is. You know, what do I need to know about this? The, my favorite one is what do I need to know about this in order for it to change? And when I sat quietly in that, uh, in that question until I received the answer, as soon as I received the answer, boom, the illusion went away because it was clearly like, hey, Lisa, your body's not being attacked by some disease. That's not what's happening. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's, I can see this. My body is functioning exactly the way it's designed to function. Like I'm not being the victim of some disease. Wait a second. That's the illusion. And as soon as I saw through the illusion, it's like, oh, it went away. And suddenly I realized my body is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And it's also designed to just heal itself. So when I got myself out of the fear, I moved into trust. I was like, oh, when I trust my body, my body just simply does what it's, what it's designed to do, which is bring itself back into balance. I brought myself back into balance. My body brought itself back into balance. And it's like when we start to face our fears, and we start to realize, all right, hang on a second. I'm in fear. This is the illusion. Wait a second. What's actually true? <laughs> like, what do I need to know in order to come back into my truth? Okay, so I'm I'm going to fight with you a little bit right now because awesome. I I am um, <laughs> the way that I grew up and from what I believe. I don't see, um, I don't feel threatened by any system. And if I have a hole in my teeth and I suffer from it, I go to the dentist and have the hole fixed. I don't do it without questioning what that could tell me. So, but, so, so how is that for you? So from my, from my learning about the body, I also, I realized that everything is healable, even holes in teeth. And I grew up, my dad's a dentist. So like I, I, I grew up in that dental mindset. There's a dental mindset, a medical mindset, you know, all of these mindsets that tell us what's possible and what's not. And these mindsets are also limiting because we're taught that you have to fill the hole in your tooth that it can't just fill itself. So what I do, what I realize now is that like for anything, there's always a solution and there's always a natural solution for, for the most, for 
if you if your bowels have burst you know you want to you want a surgeon like you know you're not yeah. going to sit around and just wait for your body to heal itself okay. right let's be really clear about that mm -hmm. part okay but when we start changing our preconceived notions about what's actually possible we start to realize that really magic and miracles are literally how we're designed and when we break through these preconceived notions about what we have to do or what the solution is, we start to realize that, you know, there's a whole universe of infinite possibilities. And we as humanity have only been conditioned to look at specific possibilities. Mm. And those are really limited. And when we start to unlimit our, our thinking, we start to realize, oh, there's a lot more to this. There's a reason why there's a hole in my tooth. Mm. You know, what am I not, what am I not able to bite yeah. back at? You know, you know, what where is it that I'm like feeling like I'd like to chew somebody up and spit them out, but I can't because they're, you know, a loved one, you know, yeah. and I would never do that to somebody. Like, where is that coming from? And we start to look at why is there a hole in my tooth? Where is that energetically? What do I need to change energetically? Mm. Okay. So while I'm still interested in how the hole would fill itself and with what, I have a I have made a, a realization because I had the same scenario, but the other way around. Because my teeth, I, I haven't there there was a time where there's just been a long period where I haven't went to the dentist. It's just I was I was running a business. I was doing my thing. I had no pain, so it was like I just kind of forgot about it. And then I had pain in my teeth, and I thought it would be my wisdom teeth. So I, I made an appointment. I went there, and they would check on me. And I was like, oh, I don't even want to know what they tell me next because I haven't been here for a couple of years, and what comes now could be a little scary for, well, what you just said. Let's just stay with the things that I was conditioned with. Um, and then I was just sitting there and waiting. They would say all sorts of medical phrases that I didn't understand. And, and then I would wait for their response. And she was looking at me, didn't say anything for the first five seconds. And I waited for something to happen. <laughs> and she told me, well, I'm sure you know this. But your teeth are in perfect shape and your hygiene is perfect. And then I went home and sit with this question, like, where does that pain come from? <laughs> because they couldn't help me. And then, um, so obviously I didn't have a, I didn't have a, um, traditionally, I didn't have something to worry about. But still, the pain was there and it needed to tell me something. So I believe both is possible on both sides. So um, I'm happy that agree that we agreed on that it's it's okay to get surgery if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> but but now I really want to know what is the thing that the tooth fills itself with. <laughs> oh well, it, it it just more more calcific recalcifies itself. Oh, it does. Um, yeah. And we, you know, we've also been sold the idea that pain is bad, 
we have been taught backwards about our bodies. So we have been taught to fear pain. But it turns out in the real world, pain is how the body heals itself. Pain equals healing. So when we start to realize that when the body is in the peak of restructuring itself, which is the, the healing process, right? The, when the body is in the peak of restructuring itself, it can be uncomfortable. It can be painful. And when we realize that pain is actually our best friend, we start to look at it without resistance, without the fear. Because when we're looking at pain as something fearful, then we have all this resistance to it. We try to push the pain away, but we're actually trying to push the healing away. So we've been marketed all of these ideas about our body that are not true. And so our, the, we've been mar marketed the idea that we are body, mind, and soul, and that those are three separate things but they're all one thing. <laughs> they're three aspects of the one. And we don't understand our bodies because we have been marketed these ideas that we need a pill to make it better, or we need a shot to protect ourselves, or that you know our bodies are unreliable, or that they're automatically gonna break down. And that these, these parts, oh, that part just wore out. We're just going to give you a new part because the old one's no good. It's like, these are just marketing ideas and they're not, they have no basis in truth. Our bodies are designed to function exactly the way they're functioning. And when we understand that there's a reason why it appears that that part is appearing to wear out, it's giving us a message. It's showing us where we are out of alignment with the truth of our soul. And when we start to bring ourselves back into alignment, all those three parts and pieces come back into wholeness and the body restores itself. And I can see how that relates to work as well. So when crises are happening and this burnout thing, um, you know, there are several stages of, of burnout and, and according to theories, but what I, what I saw is that, and you know, if you do something that you don't love, your body lets you know, and then you can take something that makes you, it, it fixes you so you can stay in there. Um, and you can do that for, a, you know, the, the body is a pretty neutral thing from what I discovered. And it just, well, it's impressive how long it takes until it breaks down. And, and, and at a certain point, it probably breaks down. And, and so then you can decide to fix it, or you can decide for another way. And, and I'm not saying that it's whenever you have a headache, it's time to quit your job. Um, but it's just... And, and, and I'm also not saying that it's, it's bad to fix a symptom from time to time. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Well, like if I'm doing the thing that I want, sometimes I just get a headache. Okay, I'm going to stay with the headache. Maybe the headache is going to be gone in an hour. Maybe not. Um, just what I learned is to listen to the things that my body brings up because it gets louder. The body gives you... A lot of second chances 
it's like okay i tried it this loud now i have to shout a little bit louder now i shout. you know it's it gets, it gets louder with every time until you realize it and i i believe that's just my personal philosophy what i what i learned for myself to be true is that you have a a soul way where you are perfectly functioning it's just the natural habitat that and and that's where i subscribe to your idea of pain as well it's where you are led to because there is a way without pain there is a way without fear without doubt it's just your natural thing to do and it doesn't feel like work it's just you get up and that's the natural thing you do um but that doesn't work without fear uh that 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 works without fear the old thing doesn't work without fear that was a i'm you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. um there is no fear involved in that right. and and that would require a new economic system because a lot of people that um i met and a lot of times that i worked um it was work out of fear work to accomplish a certain thing work to avoid a, some sort of scenario so it it and it's it's not i give something you get something we both receive and we both grow because traditionally there is no way to 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 gain value there but there is it's just a little bit hard to grasp still but yeah there's a lot of different things happening in the information age and and yeah let, let's see where we get i'm open <laughs> exactly but you know and that's why you know it we are in this information age and we're being marketed tons and tons and tons of information information is being sold from all angles so it's really really important to be able to tune in to our own soul so that we can listen to our inner guidance so that we're not sold from the external world but we're sold from inside we are listening to the soul song and when we're really following our own inner guidance then we start marketing <laughs> ourselves like our our authenticity our authentic being and when we're being truly authentic like life becomes this beautiful game this beautiful dance mm. oh yeah it becomes that <laughs> <laughs> i you are you're challenging me to 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 talk about marketing and it's it's 458 my time so I, I think we're almost down at the end it's all i all i'm saying is that um and that is that is also my mission in marketing um and, and teaching coaches marketing is that the second that you return home to your authentic self everything clients projects revenue it's just it's just all there and all you need to do is remember it and then activate it because that's how we become radiant and yeah all i'm saying is what you put out is what you attract and 
the true thing is so easy to put out. It's just that we have blocked it by so many things. And, and I am looking into a bright future without blockages. And it's, it's beautiful to see it happen every day of my life. So that's why I'm here with a big smile and um, living life. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. When we look, when we look into the future and we connect to our soul song, to that authenticity, to the excitement, the enthusiasm, the love, the joy, the connection, the community, we can create an amazing future for ourselves and for our families and you know we are here these grand beings of light to create heaven on earth so you know this is the point where we change this game where we where we step it up and clear out all of these old things that have been making us suffer on this planet as humanity for so long so the planet gives us everything we need and when we're when we're authentic to ourselves and feeling good inside we start creating lives that feel good outside and we get to help other people and we get to have fun conversations and meet other people and of like minds and I'm so glad that we got to meet when we were in LA and mm. develop this lovely communication. Tom, thank you so much. Thank you too, Lisa. It was a pleasure. <laughs> it's very fun to have these conversations. I really love it. So Tom, if people are looking to, to learn more about you or how you can help people, where do they go? How do they find you? they find me it's it's pretty simple so my name is tom eris and so all you do is type in tom minus eris.com t-o-m minus a-r-i-s.com and then you're provided with everything to get in touch with me there is a program that i run that is called honest marketing it's one-on-one -on -one where you as a coach when you're about to get certified you learn how to market yourself out of your heart not from outer impulses and people telling you that you need to uh, be sleazy and and uh, the snake oil salesman kind of thing no you you really don't you better don't so if that's you then that's the that's the site tom .com, tom minus .com. and um yeah i am i'm grateful that we had this beautiful session here today so thank you for having me thank you so much so anybody that's watching live on facebook uh, Michelle and Michelle and Delbert and um, Kinsey, anybody else who's watching on Facebook, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I've put um, Tom's link in the chat. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on uh, the podcast, just look in the show notes and you will have the link there. So if you are looking for some honest marketing, just help to market yourself in a way that is pure and authentic, reach out to Tom because he's got some, some beautiful ideas, some beautiful energies, and some beautiful ways to help you connect in to your soul song. So Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So for everybody, until next week, create for yourselves a great week.
Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit connectingyoutoyou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.